You're listening to The Tech Box. Hello and welcome to episode 51 of The Tech Box. I'm James Honeyball and I'm joined today by Richard Yates. Hi, Richard. Good morning, James. Good morning, everybody. How are you doing? Um, not so bad. Not so yeah. bad. Yeah. Surviving, which is the key thing to do these oh, it days. It does. It does. I went down to London on the train on Thursday, and, and that, normally that's the experience I'd really look forward to. But it was really weird because you kept seeing people in masks, and everybody was looking sort of suspiciously at everybody else. And um, yeah, very looking forward to all this being over, and hopefully yeah. it will be at some point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've got a brother who lives in uh, just outside Milan, and and. He was saying there, you know, all the supermarkets are sort of running out and uh, everybody's being sort of confined to to home effectively as much as possible. But, uh, you know, then you read they had an extra 1,200 cases overnight. It's obviously, it's going to cause major, major problems, I, I yeah. think. But happy days. Hopefully we'll, uh, we'll come out the other side of it and, and look back and go, well, that was nasty, but we're all still here. Or yeah, most of us are yeah most of us. absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping to still be here. I mean, you just don't know, do you? No, so let's take our mind off uh, serious, <laughs> so serious <laughs> things and uh, talk about frivolous yeah. uh, toys and gadgets, uh, which is our yeah. speciality. So I hear you have a new toy or gadget in the house. I uh, do. I a do. nice a surfboard, I hear. A surfboard, yeah, indeed, a very big phone. Um, yeah, I noticed the other day um, uh, that um, O2 have got a, an offer on on. Their refresh scheme for the Mate 20X 5G, which is a huge, great big phone. Um, but basically, I, I currently have a, a, a Xiaomi Mi Max, uh, and I use it instead of a, a Kindle and as a tablet. Almost really, it's big enough. Um, but it's undeniably sort of a little bit behind the cutting edge in a number of respects. Whereas uh, this thing has even got 5G. It's got a, definitely got a better camera than the Xiaomi. That's not saying terribly much. Uh, 256 uh, gigs of storage, uh, and uh, I think most people would agree, agree that Huawei screens are pretty good. It's a, a really lovely screen. Anyway, the deal was on on uh, refresh that the phone works out at 507 pounds, but at the moment Huawei have got a promotion uh, where they will pay you 200 pounds once you've had it for a fortnight and sent them um, proof of of purchase. So that is that the- on any Huawei phone. Uh, the £200 isn't, but uh, but it's on a lot of Huawei phones at different amounts. Uh, this mm. is the one that's the top amount. Um, and since I, I've been very tempted by the 4G version of this, uh, and I know that they, they, they did a few things on the 5G version which I think are regrettable, like, generally speaking, I'm not too fussed about a headphone jack, but I tend to sort of use the Xiaomi as something I listen to when I'm in bed and I've got some sleep sleep headphones for it. Uh, and, and of course it has no headphone socket. But overall, I thought, yeah, there's, there's enough in this that I really could get quite a lot of use out of it. You know, I've, I've, I've taken the, the Xiaomi on holiday a fair few times and, you know, read my books on it and all that sort of thing. And I thought, well, this is a little bit of a step up from the, well, in fact, no, in some ways it's quite a big step up from the Xiaomi. Um, I quite like Huawei phones. And, yeah. and I thought, well, at 300 quid, okay, we all know that I won't cancel the contract in the first month, so it's going to cost me a bit more, like 350 or something, but I th- think there's an amazing amount of technology for the for the money, and indeed the screen is beautiful. Is it locked to 5G? Oh, not 5G, is it locked to O2? No, no at the moment it's got an E-SIM and, a, and a O2 SIM in it, 
So it's not oh, locked. so it's dual SIM as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not it's not locked or anything. So it, it ticks all the boxes of the things that I like. You know, when I'm travelling, a dual SIM is always nice. That um, sounds interesting. Yeah, it's, it's a it's, good deal. It's a little bit galling the lack of a headphone jack on huge phones. You know, you can yeah, yeah. you can almost start to justify it on. Uh, you know tiny dinky super thin phones but yeah. once you get some of these phablets and they don't put a headphone jack on it's just uh taking the mickey a little bit i think well i i, I gotta say you know you know very well i like like uh, apple equipment and, and whatever but this is i think the single worst thing apple have done to everybody in a long time because uh, I, I just don't go with that this is the brave thing to do no this is this is not the brave thing to do and it, it's solving a problem that didn't exist. You know, it's just about the only, uh, but the only connector on a, on a phone that worked on every fo- every phone, wasn't it? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm, I, you know, I, I've got lots of phones that don't have a headphone jack, but on something this size, it would be genuinely useful. Um, so I, I regret that they did that, but they did do that, and that's the way it is, isn't it? So I was um, very keen on getting hold of a Mate Twenty X four G. Yeah. Uh, when I was looking, as you are suggesting there, to replace my Mi Max 3. Yeah. In the end, I just sold my Mi Max 3 and I have kind of don't have a phablet at the moment. Um, so I don't know whether I should be getting myself tempted by this uh, Mate 20X. It does sound quite nice. Uh, it's very nice. Do you, does it pick up 5G? Have you actually experienced um, anything on it? Well, well, I, I'm sure it would do, but I haven't tried it yet. And the reason I haven't tried it is that it's far more prosaic. Um there is no O2 or 3 uh, 5G around here. Uh, I do have good EE 5G around here, but until I get the uh, physical SIM that EE is sending me, I can't try it out because <laughs> it's, it's currently trapped in a eSIM. The, the more I'm, I do with eSIMs, the more I'm beginning to hate them with a passion. You know, the, the fact that I can't just say, oh, let's see what the 5G's like on this um, because I can't get the SIM out of the uh, EE phone. And I, I don't understand why they've made it so difficult in, in the UK to, to swap to and from an eSIM. Um, you know, I know the technology is there to effectively send um, um, like, I guess, an MMS message that, that enables... Yeah, a, just a quick sort of detach and reattach kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, exactly. And I know in, in Switzerland you can say, oh, I want you to put my SIM back on this physical SIM I already have, and they can do it. So why we have to either go into a store or get something sent in the post, I really don't know. And and I've twice now had problems with this iPhone that, that Apple have said, you really ought to wipe the phone. That's the best way of doing it. And that's ne- never a great experience, is it? Let's be honest. But uh, it, it's made an awful lot harder by not being able to, to you know, if you, if you reformat the phone with the eSIM in it, you, you basically destroy the eSIM. So you, you, uh, you, know, you, re- you remove your own connectivity, which... No, this this is this is not the way to go. I'm quite sure of it. Um, I'm sure that we're going to get it pushed onto us more and more and more. But as far as I'm concerned, they can take it away and and stick the idea in the great idea, but doesn't work in practice box. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Any other differences between the five G one and the four G one? As I said, I was I was always on the lookout for a good deal on the four G one and never quite got round to pulling the trigger on it. To, to be to be quite truthful, James, I don't know. I don't know Gavin did a video going through all of the uh, differences between the two, but to, okay. sort of, to sort of compare the one with the other is a bit sort of um, pointless because I was considering the off the offer on the you know on the particular phone in question. True, so, yeah, yeah. So I was looking at it thinking, can I live with the compromise on that? And and on the whole, yeah, I'm, I'm genuinely very pleased with it. It's a very nice okay. device. 
And so it's going to it's going to cost basically three hundred, you think, or or three twenty, three ten. Technically three oh seven, but I, yeah, it's going to cost me probably thirty quid in contract fees before I actually cancel it. Um, and and actually, there's one location I want to to take it to and see if it works. I might even keep it because um, I regularly stay in a place called Stony Stratford, which is just outside Milton Keynes, and it has to be uh, the worst black spot for mobile phone coverage i know ee doesn't work vodafone doesn't work three doesn't work uh so if it actually works in the hotel i, I typically stay you know i might even hang on to the sim i'll probably drop the tariff on it a bit but um, okay yeah but it, it, yeah the phone itself fundamentally is costing 307 and I, you know i'm quite happy to sort of say in my head well i'll worry yeah. about the, the the contract is a different issue really excellent so that's uh that sounds like quite a compelling device then uh yeah okay well i have a new device as well yeah, you do. I'm really interested to hear about this one. So I think we all agreed when the Pixel 4 came out that, uh, again, they were selling it for just a little bit more than they should be selling it for. Yeah. Based on the specs and the design and everything. About and 200 quid more, I reckon. Yeah. So that's uh, interesting that you, you say that figure because it went on sale uh, a couple of weeks ago for – it went down to 520 on Google's site – and it went down to four nine nine in Curry's. Uh, I get my uh, employee discount on that, so it goes down to four fifty or four five nine, I think it was. And mm-hmm. I thought, well, four five nine—that's um, that's a price to sort of bite. So I bit. Yeah, I think four five nine is okay, isn't it? Yeah, it's still probably a little bit on the high side, to be honest, because it is—you know—the headline is it's pretty much as I expected. You know, it is a uh, a Pixel three, which I already had. Um, with a few tweaks and changes and some for the better and maybe some for the worse. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I looked at this several times. I must admit, I'm, I was quite tempted. But I've got my usual sort of slight oversupply of phones, although I've, I've actually managed to send two of them away this week. So not, neither has to be said to great, great success. And both of them pixels, but maybe we'll come back to that if we need a moment of hilarity in a minute. But, okay. but the, the problem... I don't see the Pixel 4 as much of an advance over the Pixel 3, except for this um, Face ID, which, I don't know, I don't understand how it is they've managed to implement this in such a, uh, a daft fashion that, you know, it, 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 when when Apple bought in Face ID, it worked on almost everything immediately because they tied it into the um, the Touch ID system, didn't they? But yeah, the Google so th- don't seem to have done that. So I think they've, made, they've obviously made a mistake there where they haven't been able to engineer it to replace... Uh, the touch ID and the security. So they've, they've, for whatever reason, they've obviously felt that they couldn't do that. So it must have been a fairly hard engineering challenge for them to just replace the same APIs that they had for the uh, uh, fingerprint sensor. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah. I mean, it works very well. It works as well as a uh, an iPhone. It works as well as uh, the LG G8, which was the other phone that I've had recently, which has had a excellent sort of face scanner on there for unlocks. Uh, and I haven't come across any apps because I don't put all my apps on Android. Haven't come across any apps that it can't use the face scanner for. So things like LastPass work. Um, LastPass work. Well, that's a big start, isn't it? Yeah, and obviously it's built into all of the Google apps. Okay, so actually it, you don't notice. I haven't noticed the lack of um, the fingerprint sensor. So for me, everything works exactly as I would want it to. That's really interesting. I mean, I mean, I very nearly pressed the button on that that deal because I could have got it at I think four seven nine if I remember rightly on the the deal I could get. Um, and it, at the time, I had a, a Pixel three and a Pixel three XL, which 
I acquired the 3XL as part of another deal, so I'm, I'm not completely lost the plot. And and I thought, no, actually, I'm I'm not going to do it. And then, of course, the deal ends, and then you think, no, yeah, maybe I should have done that. Yeah. Um, but I didn't, and and I'm not unduly sad about it. But um, I don't, I don't know. I I think I think Google have slightly lost their way here. Really, you know, they they produce a a fabulous camera, uh, and it undoubtedly is a fabulous camera, but. The rest of the hardware, this is what I always say every time I have a Pixel. I mean, I, I don't know whether you... Did you have um, many of the Nexuses? Yeah, I think I had all yeah. the Nexuses. Yeah, yeah. well, with most of the Nexuses, you pick this thing up, and you thought, oh, I've got a really great phone at a really great price. This is brilliant, didn't you? Absolutely, it? yeah. And every Pixel I've had, I've thought, I've got a really great camera, and the phone is as average as whatever. No yeah. Pers- no personality to no, them. No, absolutely. And, um, and they, they keep changing the personality and the design yeah, ethos yeah. and the, sort of the design cues and everything. So it's difficult to sort of identify with as a strong brand, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you take the Pixel 3, which I kept for over a year, uh, in fact, 15 months, and, and yeah, a good camera. And I've taken it away with me a few times and, and taken lots of great photos with it. Um, what really sort of kind of got me to the point where I was thinking, I don't know, is that, that I think the iPhone is probably there or thereabouts in the in the best camera range at the moment. So I was I was discovering that I was carrying the Pixel Three and not actually taking the photos with it. And and I I, I, I don't know. I I just sat there one day and I thought, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna get rid of this. And, and, and there's quite an amusing story with the Pixel Three. In as much as the the person who bought it uh, bought it received it and within an hour sold it on. <laughs> Oh really? For the same I, price, yeah. See, yeah. I think I think the the Pixel Three is absolutely fine. It's a nice little small phone. It just shouldn't be um, at premium pricing. No. And you could you could start to say that you could start to say the same about the Pixel Four, really. So it's a mid range phone, basically, isn't it? In, in all honesty, in it, terms of what it does, it's mid range. It is, yeah. And but it is a very nice mid range phone, and yeah. it has certain characteristics, such as the. Uh, touch response on the screen again is excellent. You've got the 90 hertz uh, display, so that helps kick that up another little notch. It's maybe not quite as. It's still even with the sort of 90 hertz, it doesn't feel quite as responsive as the iPhone. Um, yeah. And I'll go yeah. around a specific reason why that uh, could be in a second. But it's it's certainly very nice compared to a lot of other Androids flipping around between screens and scrolling up and down. It is nice and smooth, so that's really great. Um, now the battery's a very interesting one because when you get the th- four, you notice that it is sort of denser and heavier than yeah. the three, but it has a smaller battery. And you think, well, I don't mind it being heavier and denser and maybe a touch thicker, but surely the only additional electronics is in the forehead where you've got the sort of three D scanners and everything. Yeah. Why is everything else sort of thicker and heavier? That doesn't kind of make sense to me. But there we are. The the battery life seems exactly okay it's the very yeah. definition of okay you've so been showing I, us that haven't you and i agree yeah it is, it is it's it's okay it's nothing nothing special but it'll do it, it literally clocks over to sort of zero percent as i put it on charge i mean yeah. there's no leeway there at all so if you were to uh, do a usual day and then expect it to support like an active evening of photo taking or something then it's just absolutely no way that it would do it so i think it would fit as a um a casual phone uh that you could either take out during the day or take out during the evening but it's not gonna you know su- you know support you over the entire course of a weekend or anything like that um but to be honest that's that's how i've been using my pixel up to this point i haven't i've never really been using it as my sole phone that i rely on for everything um the camera that i can see 
is brilliant, but then obviously you would expect nothing less. It it does seem to um, subjectively improve the zoom capability, which you'd probably expect it to with that 2x uh, on the back as well. Yes, definitely miss the wide angle, but you know you still get those nice uh, HDRE pixely shots, which is nice. Um, the screen has been calibrated slightly differently to the three, I noticed. So uh, this has got a much more uh, yellowy screen. And I mm. say yellowy, not in a necessarily bad way, but you know, sometimes uh, you get this sort of panels that are a little bit too blue and yeah. then you get the panels which are a little bit more accurate to the whites. You know, white is actually a fairly sort of milky color rather than a bright blue white. Um, but you have different preference either way. My instinctive preference is probably more towards the blue side than the sort of yellow side. This is a slightly warmer display than the three, or certainly my yeah. three versus this four. Um, the lift to wake, I found a little bit sensitive. You know, it's a small thing, but if it was like sat on the uh, sofa next to you and you're sort of, you move slightly, it would come on. Um, and I've I've actually taken the always on, display off just because the battery was so touch and go i sort of disabled the uh in-app motion sense and the uh always on display so i've basically got it set up exactly as an iphone so lift to wake face scanning swipe up to uh, unlock all that kind of stuff and it fits like an iphone you know like an android version of an iphone pretty well um now when it comes to the sort of the gesture system the one thing that I really notice on the gesture system is, and why it's so much worse than the iPhone one, is that each gesture is kind of a command to the phone. Whereas when you do a gesture on the iPhone, you feel like you're moving the bits of the screen around. So if mm. you go back on an iPhone, you know, you sort of come in from the left-hand side and you swipe, you're actually physically swiping that front screen away to re to reveal the screen underneath, what you're going to go back to. Mm. On Android and iPhone, you swipe in from the left and it just kind of registers a back command and then it sends that back command into the system. You know, you're not directly manipulating the elements on the screen. And so that's why I think that the gesture system on Android always feels slightly pointless because if you're just going to use the gesture to send a command, you might as well just use the buttons. You know, yeah. it's not, yeah, it's not it doesn't make you feel like you're interacting with it. You know, you... Anyway, that's a, that's a small thing, but I have actually turned the uh, gestures off and I've just gone back to the uh, three-button config, which is what I tend to end up with on all Androids once I've played about with the uh, <laughs> gestures for a little while. But um, there's a couple of little software differences. It's interesting to see that um, Podcasts now comes preloaded and mm -hmm. Google Play Music doesn't come uh, preloaded. So YouTube Music is now the uh, preloaded app on this Pixel. Mm. Well, they they have to do something to persuade me to go back to things. I'm I'm quite happy in Spotify land now. Um, they they drove me off with their stupid DRM policy. It was uh you know ring, ringing up to beg to use something that I was paying to use when when they could tell what was actually accessing it. Just uh, yeah, it's 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 not playing the game fairly. I don't think I was never very happy with that. No, absolutely. I think um I've settled on Spotify. Yeah. Oh, and another small uh, issue that I have is an issue that I have with a lot of phones these days is that the corners are too rounded. They really? um start yeah. cutting off the content as well. And I I thought is it is it just me? Am I going mad? But and you go back to a phone and it's just slightly tighter rounded corners, and it makes such a difference when they're so. Um, when the curve is so gentle, it really 
it grates on me. You know, you're losing. It's not just that you're losing that many pixels. It's just that it seems to be curved for curved sake rather than yeah. sort of nicely curved. You you need you need to make twenty x five G James. It sounds like it, and it sounds like you it sounds like you need a, a play on the Pixel Four as well. So maybe we should do a swap. We should. Yeah, I, I tell you, I think you would love this phone. I really, really do. Um, I. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I'll keep the O2 contract at all, though I will try it in this one place that's got no coverage or anything else, and that would actually solve me quite a big problem because it. <laughs> I stay in this place because it's a really nice place to stay, but it has patchy Wi-Fi at best and all my, well, no 4G on anything I can find. Um, and that is actually a bit limiting because it means I can't work in the evening. Now, in some ways, of course, that's a good thing, but sometimes... Um, you know, you end up sat there watching the telly, and you think, "Well, this is a bit of a sort of miserable state of affairs." I could be at home if it weren't quite so far. But if it solves me that problem, I might keep it. But yeah. other, other than that, but I shall certainly keep the phone. I really, really like the phone. I, th- I it's just strange that you say that, isn't it? Because I, I know, and this is really bad to say, but I don't like being anywhere which where I don't have network. It's no, kind of normally, like normally. you know, I, I check whether I can breathe. You know, that's number yeah. one. Um, then I check to see whether I've got connectivity and network and how good it is. And, um, yeah, that's probably not the right way to be, to have a it, sort of nice, relaxing, stressful, stressless life. See, it's, it's funny, isn't it? I, a few years ago, uh, my wife and I went and stayed in an absolutely delightful place um, up in Cumbria. Um, beautiful little cottage, um, you know, uh, it was a sort of a bed and breakfast. Uh, and there was no signal at all. And it totally spooked me because... I'm self-employed, and so I spent the whole time worrying about what might have gone wrong with one job or another, and was there anybody ever trying to get in touch with me? And it got to the it ultimately it got to the stage where twice a day I was having to climb up the hill to make sure I got a signal just so I could answer my emails. And you think this is terribly, terribly sad, but nonetheless, yeah. it, the problem with it is it is sad in one way, but on the other hand, it it's why people give me work, not. You know, one of the things is they know that I'll try and reply pretty much wherever I am. And, and yeah. I've, I've been in I've had some interesting places. I, I had a phone call from my largest client in a cafe in Helsinki once. That was quite novel. Um, and another, another time the same client ran me up when I was in uh, Washington DC. And he was none the wiser where I was. It, it, it basically needed me to send somebody else a short email. I did it. He was happy. Uh, and, I was able to be on holiday. So from that point of view, it was very important to me. And and, and I'm still the same now. I can't, I mean, my wife teases me about it. She'll go, have you checked the signal thing? Are we staying in this room or are we moving to a different yeah, room? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And of course, most days, most times these days, it's not a problem. So this place is a lovely old coaching inn. Um, and, it, and it's, it's brilliant in every respect except mobile phone coverage, which is dire. Um, so yeah, know. well, you never know which network's going to service it, do you? So maybe this uh, O2 SIM will work there. Yeah, we can fingers crossed. If, if it doesn't, it doesn't, and I'll just send it back. So we're talking about uh, getting internet everywhere and technology everywhere. I hear that you're making some strides in the uh, internet of things. Yeah, a few little things. I mean, I, I'm a bit sceptical about all this, and when you read what they say about network collected cameras and whatever, well, there's not very much that I wouldn't be capable of being observed on if only people knew what my password was, because I've got a whole load of these little... Um, Wise cams, the American version. Ah, yes, um, yes. And I've got some of the British version, which is Neos. And it's interesting. I wish I could fuse the two softwares because one is better at some things and the other is better at the others. And these are um, the cameras which have got identical hardware. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yes, they're hardware. You wouldn't. You can't tell them apart. They're absolutely, absolutely identical. Um, but so I've got a few of those, uh, including uh, a couple that. Um, a couple of panning as well, which is which is quite quite neat. Uh, so when when something goes off, you can sort of 
look around and see if you can see if there's a problem. Um, so that's one thing, and that's where I have been using it. But but I, it's quite amusing, really. Um, I got a, um, a Hive thermostat, so that's quite nice. And then I got then I started thinking, well, I can do some more things with Alexa now because Alexa will control the cameras, it will control the Hive. Uh, and then I bought a couple of smart plugs. So uh, one of those now sits in our kitchen. So at, at bedtime, I, I, I switch the kettle on and turn the plug off, and then I can switch the kettle on before I get out of bed. That's quite nice too. And then, then and you know what these things are like. You get into a bug, don't you? So then I bought a few smart bulbs because uh, one of the problems that, that we have is that I sleep a lot less than my wife, so I'm forever waking her up by either coming to bed too late or waking up in the middle of the night or something like that and, and reading so we discovered that, that if we if i've got one of those i can turn the, the intensity down so much that it doesn't wake her up which is which is nice because it certainly saves a few arguments um so yeah i've been gradually dabbling more and more it's um yes yeah, it's, it's one of those little addictions i think unfortunately uh, although there are of course a finite number of light light bulb sockets in the house so you don't need don't need a dozen of them do you no and i, I must say that nothing continues to press me to do any of this I think, no, um, no, no, no no i do use my the one sort of gadgety thing i have housewise is that all of my lights are infrared so i can uh, have an mm. infrared control over all my lights but nothing any more advanced than sort of on off and various levels of dimming on the lights really well that's that's the interesting thing about these these smart bulbs is that they can be either bright white or dull white or just about any colour you want in between time as well um, so you know you can make them red you can make them blue or green or whatever you can actually get the actual light level down quite low uh, and still be able to see without it blinding anybody else I mean sadly I think my days of needing a room with red lights are probably a long time behind me but um, <laughs> it, 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 um, it nonetheless is it's quite a gentle light on your eyes and it doesn't keep you awake the only problem I have been finding is that instead of reading the bit I want to read in my book and then turning the light out and going to sleep because the light isn't very bright I fall asleep anyway leaving the light on but I used you know. to I used to have a an old JVC mini disc uh music system like yeah. a little, you know like those little music systems and um it had a customizable light array on the front so that you could change it to any color yeah um and that gimmick in and of itself was enough for me to buy it and for enough for me to keep it for many well, i've still got it um, i think i've still got a mini display somewhere goodness knows I, where I, I keep thinking because i keep sort of um stumbling across um youtube youtuber techmo and i don't know if you uh um, mm watch him and he's always going on about uh, mini disc and I just think maybe I should uh, get some sort of mini disc capability up and running again and then I do remember to myself look you've got an mp3 player in pretty much within two foot of you wherever you are in the house you know you really don't need to start burning cds to mini discs and start trying oh, to listen through thing. that and, and you've got your, you know, you've got your phone to hand and no doubt you know uh, you, you can do that anytime so it, it all becomes a bit um a bit pointless, really, doesn't it? After all, yeah, it's one of those technologies that I look back on, and I suppose when Mindy's was out, and I think it's, I, you know, I wasn't, you know, I was a, a lot more uh, cheap and you know, studenty, and therefore, you know, I couldn't invest what I would have wanted to invest it if I wanted to get into mini disc, like mini disc players and mini disc hi fi's and all that kind of stuff, and have the time and inclination to actually sort of, you know, create the mini. Well, actually, had the. I, I created more mini discs than I think I actually listened to mini discs. Yeah. I think the, the fun of creating the mini discs and the sort of getting all of the titling and everything like that going was a lot more 
enjoyable to me than actually taking the time to actually find a mini disc to listen to. Yeah, I think I think that's the thing, isn't it? It was quite a nice technology, but it it kind of got superseded by, I guess, the iPod. Really, um, yeah, I think the the iPod and MP3s kind of kind of blew it out of the water. Really, still got my original iPod here somewhere. Um, about a thirty gigabyte hard disk in there. What was the capacity of mini disc? Any ideas? Nothing like I think that was it. it essentially, I mean, probably a couple of hundred meg, I would imagine, because yeah. it, it held a compressed CD, didn't it? So it did. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to be much more than that, is it? Yeah, it can't have been a lot more than that. And then you've got the iPod, and it's got thirty gigs like that one has. That's not the original one. That's the second gen one, if I remember rightly. Um, but yeah, it was a nice technology, and it just got blown away by by mini hard drives. Um, it's funny, you know, CDs, we, we, we've got some uh, de- a decorator coming tomorrow, and one of the things we've had to move is like uh, 200 and odd CDs, and we were saying, well, when did we last actually play any of these? And it's a long, long time ago, you know, maybe we should just get rid of them. Uh, yeah, well, the thing is, I, I burn my, or that's the wrong way around, isn't it? I rip my CDs, yeah, uh, yeah. and I continue to buy CDs and rip them, you know, so then almost, in fact, I would say the majority of my CDs that I've bought in the last probably five maybe more years, have never actually seen a CD player. Yeah. They just go into my PC, get ripped, get processed, and some of them go on to iTunes Match, and some of them go on to, well, they all go on to iTunes Match, all go on to uh, Google Play Music, and they get stored in various formats. So there's quite a workflow involved. So and- let's, ask, let's ask you a question. Right? Yeah, go I, for I, it. A, actually, that's exactly what I used to do. I, I would always go, no, I'm never buying downloads. I think I've only ever bought two or three downloads in my life. Um but what what uh, what? No, I'll start, this, start this a slightly different way. How many CDs do you reckon you buy a month? Oh, now one, one or two. So you're buying, let's say, fifteen quid's worth a month. Yeah, something like that. Let's say, yeah. yeah. So so that that pays you for a full subscription to Apple Music or Spotify or Google Play Music. Why buy yeah. any at all? But I, I have a full subscription to Spotify, and I think because I'm on YouTube Premium, yeah. I think so yeah, you do that as well then. I think I get that one as well. So yeah, I'm um, a little bit over. Um, have a lot of redundancy there in terms of music. Well, actually, the, the Mate Twenty X has, has sort of made me think about this because I thought, well, gosh, this has got two hundred fifty-six gigs of of um, storage. Um, one of the things that always slightly frustrates me, not massively, but yeah, you go on a plane and you you can't access music if you're used to using Spotify. So I thought, I know, I'll download all of my music out of iTunes Match to hard drive, and then I'll sync the whole lot onto the phone. And in fact, it finished doing it about five minutes into when we were talking earlier. Um, so I've not checked its work yet, but I've no doubt, no reason to think it won't have done. Um, but I was look, just looking at it, I was going through it, I was thinking, God, three quarters of this I haven't listened to in years, you know, because yeah. what's, ha- oh, what's, yeah, actually, yeah. what's actually happened with Spotify is, you know, it serves you up new music and you, you listen to that and you get interested in this and, and you, you know, not so much your taste change as you think, yeah, I quite like that. I'll listen to some more. And, and, and so I downloaded all this music, but I bet you three quarters of it I'll never listen to because I've just sort of, not, not, I don't have a problem with it. It's just that I'm listening to different stuff. Yeah, and, um, no, it's, it's, a, it's a completely, it is a phenomenon, isn't it? The yeah. listening to music on Spotify is a completely, it's almost a completely different activity than listening yeah. to your personal collection of, of CDs and, and music. And I remember when Spotify first came out, all I did was use it to listen to my existing music. You know, it was just a more convenient way of doing it. But exactly the same. it has moved on now to, you know, I do let Spotify choose more 
playlist and I do listen more to its recommendations and yeah. things. And yeah, it's a, it's a different experience. And by and large, if you take the trouble to tell it what you like and you don't, it actually gets it pretty much right, actually. I, I, yeah. I, you know, I, I, there are one or two things it consistently serves up for me. I think, no, I've told you lots of times I don't really like that, but not yeah. very many. Yeah. I've just forgotten, actually. I've got another new toy this week. Um, it's only a, only a little thing. So I, I got it on a, a promo scheme. Um, it's a fossil watch. You ever oh, played yeah. the fossil watch? No. Well, it, it's one of these ones where uh, they want you to do a review of it. And I thought, well, yeah, I quite like smartwatches, so I'll, I'll get this in and do a review of it. And, and um, I've actually emailed them. I said, look, I've got a bit of a problem here with doing my review um, because I absolutely hate it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I hate it for two reasons, one of which is unfortunately me, uh, which is that the text on the screen is so small I can barely read it. And it's, uh, not, right, it's, yeah. it's not backlit. Um, but it, it just, to me, it's just such a complete fail on every, every count. It, it, yeah, sure, it looks more like a, a traditional watch. That's nice. Uh, I'm sure the battery life is all right. But I mean, I'm, I'm literally, yeah, I've got a, an email here and I'm, I'm trying to read, read it on, on here. And I can't because it's, it's sort of, um, almost like a, a light and dark brown, like light, light brown text on a, on a brown background. And it, I, my eyes just won't make it out. I can do it if I screw them up. But you know. So what, to what technology is that screen then? Is it some well, sort of LCD? I guess it must be a sort of LCD. Yeah, there might be a very cheap fossil watch going presently. If you've got good eyesight, you'll be into a bargain. <laughs> well, unfortunately, that's one of the things that I forgot to mention about the Pixel 4 is the default um, fonts and size of everything is too small. And then you have to you know, spend hours trying to adjust all the different settings to try and yeah. get it to a reasonably reasonable and consistent way of laying out and sizing of the sort of the fonts and the text and, and the uh, display items. So yeah, I'm, I don't know whether, I don't know whether it's my eyes are finally getting worse or whether, um, tech companies are trying to put too much information onto small screens. This is a four, isn't it? Not a four XL. Yeah. yeah. Normal four. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I gotta say, I, uh, yeah, I, I actually have got here as well another phone that I've had for about two months now, trying very hard to persuade myself I can cope with it, and I've almost decided I can't. And that is, I've actually got um, an iPhone 11 Pro, not a, not a non-Max version. And that's like, that's smart. That's the version that I use. So that's that's. <laughs> I, I, well, I personally, am, I'm fine with the text, and so I I didn't I did uh, I have notched the text up one notch. Yeah, well, that's that's what I've had to do, and, and I can cope with that. But and this, of course, is a pretty similar size to the the Pixel Three, isn't it? The uh, the Eleven Pro, but it it is true. You really have got quite a lot crammed in that screen. I mean, yeah, I, I, I've got here next to it my uh, my wife's old um, iPhone Ten, which. Um, you know, presently, I shall be getting rid of that, and and it's in terms of height, it's about the same, but it's it's wider, and I think the fact that it's wider makes it bearable. But it, it, yeah, I think maybe. Do you mean it, do you mean ten uh, R? No, no, I mean ten. It's um. Isn't the ten the same as the eleven Pro in terms of screen no, size? No, it's the width. The width of the eleven Pro is wider. Well, let's put it this way: if I were to sit one on top of the other, which I can do, um, I don't know actually. Maybe it's about the same. They're in, they're in different cases. That might be what's doing it. Yeah, they probably are about the same. Right, I apologise. Nothing like talking rubbish and not knowing what you're talking about. But it, it it does look a little bit wider superficially. I think it's probably down to the case. But I I mean I had the I had a ten for quite a long time. I really liked it as a phone. I mean I think they they really knocked that one out of the park. Um, 
but I'm definitely finding that harder to use than the uh, 11 Pro Max. So I think probably that's going to have to go presently, which is a bit of a shame. But maybe it's because you just got you know after the 10, you just got so used to um, the Pro Max. Yeah, it could be. It could be. I mean, I I I I am the nod and dithered about whether to get the Max or not in the first place. And and yeah, I, I mean, the Max is a, is a superb phone in almost every respect, isn't it? It really is. You know, nice screen, great camera. Uh, and, and I, th- I think to sort of slightly go back on the theme, I think the reason why uh, there's not been so much to talk about for a few months is that Apple did such a good job of the cameras on the 11 Pro that you know you sort of think of everything else. Well, yeah, it might be it might be marginally better, but the difference is minimal. Now, uh, I'm only slightly hopeful that next week Samsung's will actually be much of an advance. Actually, they they may in some small respects be in advance. Um, and, and I think it's always nice to have a bit of choice, but the 11 Pro is a hell of a camera. It really is a very, very good camera. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's, um, it is the complete, I think it's the addition of that extra battery life, which means that's no longer a worry. And the fact that they've got all of the photo stuff covered, it is, it's absolutely brilliant. It's a really good camera. It may not be the best in certain exact use cases, but across the board, it's so consistent and so good yeah. that you don't really need to step away from it, step no. outside of it. No, I mean, unless you want to play. I was going to say, what was the second thing about the Fossil Watch that was um, irritating you? So you got the size of the things on screen. Yeah. The fact it has no backlight. So like, like all of my other smartwatches, for example, I woke up in the middle of the night, looked at my, looked at my Apple Watch, uh, thought, oh, no, I can go back to sleep. If you try that with the with the fossil watch, you'd still be drying hours later because there's, there's no light behind it. There's absolutely no backlight at all. Not that I can find. I mean, it's got three buttons on it. You press them all vigorously and they you know, they might change the screen, but not very much. I mean, maybe I maybe I need need to spend a bit more time with it, but it, it, there's, a, there's, there's a, a symbol on screen for light. I wonder whether I've just missed a trick here. To be to be honest, my my, uh, my my sort of plans to play with it were, were put put off somewhat because I, I did something quite unpleasant to my shoulder last week, and um, I spent most of the week carrying my arm around like it's dead weight. Mm, uh, that's not nice. And as I mentioned to you yesterday, I had an MRI on it yesterday, so uh, my my sort of urge to play has been a bit limited. But there, there must be more functionality to it than I've got. Maybe I should take it away and have a play with it this afternoon. So if it if it worked brilliantly, would you want? In terms of how it looks, is it something that you would uh, wear over look, and above oh, look, the Apple Watch? Yeah, looks-wise, it looks like a, a, a top-quality uh, traditional watch. Um, you know, it's it's very nice on that score. Um, but I just can't read the text on the screen, which, you know, that's not really the fault of the device, is it? That's the fault of the uh, fault of my eyes. There's just not enough um, contrast. But it might be wonder now whether there's actually any way... I mean, I, I've tried fiddling with all the... Um, buttons on it because it's like all these things it comes with totally inadequate instructions so maybe right I, yeah maybe i need to spend some time on well it's lucky that you got any instructions you normally don't get any do you well it tells you how to where, you know how to attach it to its charger okay and how what is the charger out of interest uh it's a little sort of um it's a usb cable and it it, it comes with something about the size of a timpani bit i suppose that clips onto the back of the phone where it's a magnetic clip okay so similar to the apple watch then not dissimilar. It's got a couple of terminals on it that it obviously pulls itself onto. Um, okay. Yeah, I might have a play this later. I know somebody would absolutely love this device, actually. I'm quite sure I do. Uh, okay, who's that? Our, our friend, Mr. Andy Hagen. Cause it, it, I mean, if you think how much Andy loves his pebble, this is like a pebble on steroids. 
Okay, um, yeah. I wonder why. Yeah, you know, I need to have more of a play with it. The, the problem is the text. If I can find a way of, of changing the size of the text, I might quite like it actually. But it, at the moment, it just throws in my face every time I try and look at it that I can't see it properly, mm. <laughs> which is a little bit disappointing to say the least. But um, but they are okay. Well, it's, it's something to follow up with uh, yeah. next time, isn't it? So let's have a quick catch up then on some of the upcoming phones that we've got coming out. So yeah. the what is now, I guess, kind of old news in a lot of territories, the S20 and the S20 yeah. Ultra. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I, think, I think Andy's got his S20 Ultra, hasn't he? That's true, yeah. Um, he has, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll own up to having an S20 Ultra arriving on Tuesday. Uh, I'm not really quite sure why it got rescheduled from tomorrow, but I got an email saying, we can't deliver it today, we'll deliver it on, or tomorrow we'll deliver it on Tuesday, which is a bit frustrating, but... Um, um, I've got, I've got past that sort of, oh, I'm really frustrated by it. I'll just look forward to Tuesday. Um, and why have I ordered the Ultra? Well, um, I actually am probably the only person that who actually uses the long zoom on the P30 Pro very much. Not, not all the time, but I, I, one of the things I like photographing is buildings. And what I've yeah. found, what I've found with the P30 Pro is you can get some really interesting pictures of what's on the top of buildings. And, it, and, and I mean, I know this is almost as bad as uh, Jeremy Corbyn and his manhole covers, isn't it? But it's actually quite surprising what's on top of buildings. You know, if you if you look at the, the decoration and whatever, it, it, it we all pass it by, don't we? So I've used the P30 Pro quite a lot in that regard. I, I'm not under huge illusions that the Samsung will be massively better. It might be just a little bit better. Um, but I think these periscope zooms are quite a clever idea. So, so that was what persuaded me to get the Ultra over the, the Plus. Yeah, I, um, have to, I have to remember thinking that periscope zooms, once they'd come out first, I thought that they were going to be everywhere. I thought it was going to be, okay, you have your wide angle, your normal, and now you have your periscope zoom. I think I think they are beginning to. Is it um, Oppo who brought one out last week? If I remember right, or was it Realme? One or the other. Uh, but okay. that's, that, that's just part of Oppo anyway. Realme. Um, but uh, yeah, I think they will come out more. And, and whether Apple produce one is another matter. They'll, they'll probably produce something different, just being them. <coughs> Excuse me. But but uh, you know, if you they're getting got... they're getting this hundred X in inverted commas, uh, yeah. strongly inverted um, zoom just with a four X. Uh, optical, aren't they? Yeah, I'm more inclined to think it'll be be worth having up to about twenty five thirty, and then that'll probably be it. But but even so, to achieve that from something as flat as a phone is astonishing. Yeah. Um, well, if we think about the K Zoom, that yeah. got ten x optical, and then it went up to twenty. Uh, yeah, ten x was more than enough for uh, me in terms of that yeah. was that was fine. So if it does, uh, people are saying that ten x is usable on this uh, ultra. Yeah. If if ten x is genuinely usable, I think that is genuinely a good thing i mean for me it's not really uh something that i would go for just because of the size and the weight and the sort of cumber- cumbersomeness of it but you know if you're a big phone person then that periscope well, zoom is going to be very nice I well i'll t- tell you a couple of things one is uh, i've got here sitting waiting for it uh, a case uh and uh the case suggests that the phone itself is almost identical in size to the Galaxy S10 5G. Um, yes, which I know, you're I know this familiar because with. I, I can, well exactly I've got one that I can put into this case and it it more or less fits uh, and indeed uh, I'm trading it in it will be going back to Samsung if I if I keep the S20 Ultra. But but I I had this this sort of thought the other day you know I was thinking well really this is silly spending this sort of money on a a phone just to get this telescopic zoom capacity. Really, the sensible thing to do is to say, I'm not going to bother with this. I'll get just a basic S20 and I'll spend the difference on a, a really pretty decent camera. 
Uh, and, and I got to looking into this and I got quite enthusiastic about the idea for a little while. Um, the problems really come down to, you know, I don't really want to look a big camera around on holiday. It depends on what you do, but if you go out for the day and you spend all day walking with several kilos of camera over your, over your neck, you like to get a fairly stiff, stiff neck, it seems to me, at the end of all this. And, and, and the way my shoulder is at the moment, I wouldn't, wouldn't want to do that. Um, but the the real thing that got me was that it, I tell you where I think the camera manufacturers have gone wrong here. They've they've completely failed to keep up on the software. You know, I mean, like like you, I loved the K Zoom. I mean, un, unlike you, I I didn't keep mine. But I mean, I had all that range of Galaxy cameras. Uh, one of the things I liked most about it was what you could do with the software. Uh, you know, and just imagine if they carried on that line now, and you've got Android ten on something like that. You know, with Snapseed and various things like that. Yeah, yeah, would it be would wonderful. Be, yeah, be an amazing device, wouldn't it? I mean, even the original Galaxy camera that you couldn't use for telephony was an amazing device. In fact, in some ways, I actually preferred that to the later iterations of it. Um, but but what really put me off more than anything else was the the fact that yeah, you've got these nice pictures on your on your uh, super zoom compact camera, great, no problem with that. But but you've got the issues of getting them off that camera, um, and 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 this is another sort of piece of false anxiety, a bit bit like we were saying earlier about internet connectivity. But the first time I I sort of came across this was uh, uh when I went to America with the uh, Nokia 1020. Um, and firstly, I nearly dropped it into a harbour, and it was only only saved by the fact I got a wrist wrist strap on. Otherwise, most of my pictures in the N20 would be at the bottom of a harbour in um, uh, Maryland somewhere. Um, but the the other thing about it was, every time we went into a Starbucks or something like that, it would connect to the internet. All the pictures would disappear up to OneDrive. So I'd sit there and think, well, even if somebody steals the phone, I'm not losing my pictures. I'm not losing my memories. And and that has become something that, that that matters quite a lot to me. It's why I got so irritated when Google Photos wasn't working um, on my iPhone, and, and now it's doing the same on my wife's. And I think this is something to do with switching phones. But there we go. Um, but it, I actually really like that functionality that backs up the pictures on the go, um, and and sort of says to me, yeah, I can get back in the evening, go on my my uh, iPad, edit the pictures, delete the rubbish. Uh, and move on. And of course, you don't get that if you've got a traditional camera by and large. I mean, the, the, there's still one or two, aren't there? That uh, this is, um, is it a Samsung NX or something like that? But it's not a current camera. It's just that you can buy one on the market, and it's probably something like Android six or something like that, or maybe even five. Uh, and yeah, so- these 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 um, separate cameras should at least have all of the online capability of a basic phone. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and it baffles me that it doesn't. You know, I agree with you also in terms of the um, bulk of a separate camera. You know, the the only camera that I've had some success with carrying around has been my tiny Canon, and it's the size of a, a you know pack of playing cards or less. Uh, and you get very very nice cam- uh, shots out of that. And I would say that they're uh, the nature of those shots are still a little bit more attractive than a yeah. phone camera shot but that is the, the good thing about it is that that phone is that, that camera is absolutely tiny yeah you know anything more than that you know you start getting to the point where it doesn't fit very comfortably into your pockets like a yeah. phone does because it's so thin and you have to sort of be consciously carrying a camera and I, you know i don't want to really do that and you're probably the same no exactly ever since i got the uh well actually the phone the phone that, that started me i think was probably um well, no, let's start again. I started with the Nokia 7650, the very first sort of camera phone of any, any great note. Um, 
And that was back in the days when I was so used to taking film camera that I went to Madrid with it for a week and took about 20 photographs. Um, but it, it's got progressively better and better. And when you, when you started to get something like the Nokia N8 and then the 808, uh, and, and the 1020, you start to think, well, why do I actually want a camera? Because the occasions yeah. are few and far between. And, and yeah, I, I have some pretty stupid tech buying habits. I'd, I'd have to admit to that. But for all that, the fact that, you know, on my iPhone or, or whatever, I can pull it out and take a pretty decent picture most of the time. You know, but by and large, let's be honest, limited by the fact that I'm not as good a photographer as the, as the phone's capable of. Um, well, I can't see so many circumstances in which I want an actual camera, even, yeah. even, even on holiday, because on holiday, I go around with a shoulder bag. It's probably got a couple of phones in it. Um, and, and a card to pay with and a bit of cash and that's, and that's it, you know. Um, so on holiday, I can see me taking the iPhone, uh, the Ultra and probably the, the Mate 20X, but I'll use the Mate 20X mostly back in the hotel as a, as a book, to be absolutely honest. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, although this one maybe is a little bit of a different kettle of fish because you, nobody in their right mind would say, Oh, I'm going to leave the iPhone at home and, and go out with a Mi Max 3 photographing for the day. Whereas, I've seen plenty of Mate Twenty X pictures, and I think, yeah, there's nothing wrong with those at all. So, haven't no, tried, it's fairly haven't tried contemporary from that respect, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it has to be said. The foot, this is this is a quite a nice day today. Maybe I'll get it in the garden and, and take a few pictures so I can see what it's capable of. But um, I, 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 there's a bit of me when, if if, if um, you know, uh, well, ideally Samsung, I'd like to see them back. But if if Sony was to say, right, we've got this wonderful optics camera, and now we're going to stick Android Ten on it. Uh, and software similar to to like there was on on the um, the K Zoom, uh, you know, I'd be at, I'd be outside the door on launch day waiting to buy one. I, well, maybe I, I maybe would. that will be the uh, Sony Xperia One Mark Two. Oh yes, now this is the this is the thing. Was it announced last week or ten days ago or whatever? Yeah. So now this now we all always get excited with Sony phones, and then they do kind of disappoint us with their rather drab oh, cameras. I think I've been so disappointed by Sony phones over the year, I can't really get very excited about this, but let's, let's see what it has to say for but itself. If they manage to get the cameras right on this phone, and there's no, they've got no excuse not to, they make the sensors, uh, the sensors, and um, they've oh. got all of the camera chops in their standalone this has uh, been, Sony this has cameras. Been, this has been their excuse for how long? Well, I don't think they've got an excuse, have they? The, the Xperia, you know, I mean, I remember going out, I can't remember which Xperia it was, but it was going to be the best camera phone going. And I remember oh, taking, that was the Z1. The Z1, yeah. I remember, I remember going in the back garden and photographing some flowers and thinking to myself, gosh, you know, yeah. loads of pictures of mush. It just it's, like the em- it's like the Emperor's new clothes, isn't yeah. it? You sort of spend a few hours persuading yourself, no, this Sony camera is quite good. You know, 20 megapixels, you know, all of the uh, blurb from Sony. And then you think... No, no, it it really isn't, unfortunately. And, and they kept that camera for so many years. Too, too long. I mean, it does claim, doesn't it, You know, develop, develop with the Sony Alpha camera engineers. Now, I ought to really like that because Sony's Alpha, they, they bought Minolta out and I've still got my Minolta film autofocus camera and it and it I haven't used it in years, but it's capable of taking stunning photographs. The optics is, is brilliant. Um so maybe they, maybe this time they've finally done it, you know. I hope and they they're have. Finally, they're finally putting OIS on their sensors. So, yeah. you know, that's only five, ten years. Behind late, everybody else, but, yeah. Um, it, I mean, to be honest, the specs on this thing it are absolutely beastly. Oh, they so are. So yeah, you've yeah. got like a 6.5-inch 4K screen. So yeah. actual 4K. It's got HDR. Uh, I think it's got HDR 
at least HDR10, uh, because Samsung are the sort of main proponents of HDR10 plus. It probably hasn't got 10 plus, but it's got. I think it's got HDR. Um, it's definitely got HDR. I think it's got HDR on the display. Actually, it's an interesting one whether it records in HDR. Yeah. Actually, that's yeah. something that I'll have to check because uh, that is one of the good things about uh, the latest Samsungs and the latest LGs is that they do record. Uh, video in 4k hdr which is rather nice but yeah you've got uh obviously you've got like android 10 you've got three 12 megapixel cameras uh with pretty good specs which suggests that maybe they are doing the cameras right they're not sort of trying to get megapixels or anything like that they're just sort of saying okay the sweet spot is 12 megapixels we're going to do this right so obviously they're not going to try and do anything stupid like 8k which at this point is completely pointless yeah so the other good thing it's got of course is it has the 3.5 millimeter headphone jack which i think is the most it's the most significant comeback on a phone i think it's uh come back on a few uh phones in some form or another but this is quite a major uh reversal from sony and they did sort of make some mention of the fact that this was uh due to uh customer demand so maybe there's light at the end of the tunnel maybe they'll start putting uh headphone jacks on some of these uh android flagships going I, forward. I, I would love there to be i mean if you go back to the days of sony ericsson i've never i've never understood this as a marketing approach and i mean nokia fell into it in the end you know that they come out and they say right we've bought out this uh walkman phone and it had you know really good sort of audio qualities i'm trying to use it the w8 or something like 800 w800 there oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and and parallel to it they brought out an almost identical phone that was camera focused and that had really good camera stuff on it but not um, that was the K750, wasn't it? Yes, absolutely. I, I, yeah. may, I may still have one in a box somewhere. And you could flash them between the two, couldn't you? Yeah, but you just think, well, if I, if I want to go, go and spend the money on this, I, then I want the best of both. I don't want, you know, you've either got this phone or that phone. It's a bit like a bit like Nokia with the, was it the E7 communicator where they put the uh, depth of field uh, uh, camera E-Dof on it. camera E-Dof on E-Dof it, yeah. Ca- yeah. And, and you just think, well, actually, no. You know, and... and and there was this sort of argument, well, executives aren't interested in the camera. Well, they haven't done their market research very well, have they? Because yeah, actually, yeah. you know, if you're, if you're uh, the, the, uh, the top dog in this and whatever and that and the other, you don't want, you don't want something that says, yeah, this is, this is a phone that's great five days a week and useless at the weekend because it can't take a photograph. It's just, I, I've never understood that approach. I'm just trying to look at your, you know, the specs on this and I can't see what it says about recording uh, HDR otherwise. Um, but there's there's but only one there's only one problem with this Sony. Yeah, go on then. And I think the announced price is rather high. Oh yeah, twelve hundred quid or something stupid, wasn't it? I think it was at least that. Yeah, um, but, but they're, honest, they've all gone mad on this, haven't they? I mean, the price. Yeah. This is another reason to say go and buy a decent camera because you know twelve hundred pounds is a lot of money. I mean, to be honest, if this all works, if this Sony Xperia One Mark II lives up to the specs, then. It's the definitely the first Sony that I've been genuinely interested in. Ever since the compacts, um, I've kind of gone off the uh, Sony's. I've never been interested in them post sort of Z3, which was I only really used for the compact. But this, I might actually get this if it does live up to uh, the specs. It is really compelling to me. It has every single te- tick box ticked. Yeah, I mean, reading the reading the bits about the uh, the camera, they're they're going really big on the camera, and you know, you'd hope they were a big enough company to know that that actually their cameras have have been a fail all the way along the line. Um, yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting be- to see if get into their sort of boardroom where they're discussing uh, 
their latest phones and see if they admit to themselves that they're not doing it on the phone side or on the camera side or whether they're whether they're sort of in denial and think that they are i I think that that, um samsung ate their breakfast precisely because sony sold samsung a sensor and and samsung produced the software that used it properly whereas sony didn't seem to yeah i mean it looks a very nice piece of kit doesn't it yeah so yeah watch, watch this space on that i think that could be that could be fairly disruptive if it lives up to itself. But I thought, James, you'd be telling me about the the uh, LG V60. Yes, the LG V60. That's it's it's very interesting. What because obviously as a big LG fan, it's very interesting to see where LG are going uh, with their latest models. So I think that the LG G8 was criminally underrated, and you know I've still got my latest uh, LG G8, which I am failing to update the software on. Um, I think I mentioned it to you last time that it mm. it requires a AT and T SIM, and it requires oh, yeah. to be in America. So I tried, I got hold of an AT and T SIM, I uh, sent it away to Andy for him to sort of activate it and make sure that it's all working. Um, he sent it back. I set my, you know, I got the old fake GPS app going so that yep. the phone thought it was in the middle of New York, um, and it just refuses to uh, update the software on it, but. At the end of the day, the software is still up to date enough. It's just frustrating that uh, I have an LG G8 with that without the latest software. But I mean, that is an amazing phone. You know, the screen, the cameras—they're yeah, nice. all absolutely top, top notch. This V60 is a curious beast because they've obviously designed it with the sort of dual screen case in mind. So the, it's 5G, which is great, but they've dropped the screen down from uh, 1440 down to 1080. Uh, and I can only assume that that's because they want to have it in collaboration with this uh, screen case thing, and they don't want to put a you know super high end screen on that screen case thing. But it's a little bit of a shame. So the V60 is not quite generating quite the levels of excitement with me as uh, some of the previous LGs. But maybe once you know it gets to uh, you know being cheap somewhere, then uh, I'll take another look at it. Yeah, I, I mean, this is the trouble, isn't it, really? I mean, I, I haven't really worked out how chunky it is compared with the V50. I should have a look at it, really. I've only very briefly looked at it. And the V50 was a it was nice enough, but it wasn't anything special, you know? And um, I had it for a little while. I got a bit frustrated because the promised 5G base station down the road wasn't active and wasn't active for a long time. Uh, it is now. Um, and eventually I moved it on when somebody was sort of saying, anybody got one of these to dispose of? And it seemed an ideal opportunity to, to do it, having played yeah, it for a while. Yeah. But I, I like you. I like I like uh, LG software. Uh, and, and Sorry, LG hardware. Less less so the, the skin, I must admit, although I think it's got better. But LG, I mean, it's funny. It's yet another company that I think has failed to live up to its promise. I mean... The one I really miss is HTC. I mean, the, the One M7. It was all downhill from there, and yet you can't but think it could have been all uphill from there. Some of the innovations that they uh, they came out with, but it just didn't work, did it? No, they they, they held on for a decent amount of time. Uh, HTC. The the other comment. The other comment on the on the uh, L on the LG V60 is that the design is very uh, Samsungy. You know, they've got that. Yeah, it does look it, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's Samsung S10, which is now obviously a year out of date. So, I I'm a little bit dismayed at, at the V60, but you know, maybe um, I'll just investigate what what it actually is like based on the reviews rather than the specs. The specs, in the same way that the um, Sony specs are, you know, unbelievable, amazing, look incredible. You know, three ca- you know, all the cameras, 
a 4K HDR screen. And then I look at the V60 specs and it's kind of like the cameras, they've, they've not got a zoom lens. They've taken a step back with the uh, the, the, the f-stop of the camera is, uh, uh, is 1.8. And it's, they've gone with the 64 megapixel main camera. So that's a little bit risky. Um, yes, that they've got the the newest uh, SOC, but you know, there's nothing too much on this V60 that really makes it, that sort of stands out. The interesting thing is that I did hear that the, if, if you're interested in this kind of thing, that the V60 will record video in HDR10+, plus, which mm. is crazy because LG TVs can't play back <laughs> HDR10+. plus. So it's a very curious decision by LG Mobile to put HDN, HDR10+, plus in rather than, you know, HLG is the um, HDR format that I, I can't believe that the mobiles aren't picking up because that's much more backward compatible with uh, all sorts of other displays and systems. But if not Dolby Vision, which can be viewed on the uh, on the LG TVs, an interesting decision anyway. Yeah, I mean, it, like you, I mean, looking at the looking at the design, it does look very much like an S10, doesn't it? Mm. Um, and. Yeah, I mean, I, I, in fact, looking at it, it looks even more like the uh, S10 5G, actually. Um, you've got to wonder why they sort of have done this, because I, I'd have thought that they, unless they massively undercut the price of the Samsung, they're going to have a problem with it. Just just a bit hot off the press news, James, the Mate 20X 5G is receiving Android 10 at the moment. So oh, are. brilliant. So, so this is 4.37 gigabytes of download, but... Um, yeah, wow, that's that is right. a uh, that's a hefty software update. Yeah, it'll keep it keep it quiet for an hour or two. I'm so expect, but uh, never mind. That's that's good news. As I was wondering when that would happen. Um, but no, to go back to the V60. Oh, yeah, it's a bit like they've lost their way. You wouldn't you wonder why they're bothering really if they can't come out with something that that challenges uh, Samsung more than this. And just at the moment, with the Americans like to sort of de- declare trade war on anything Chinese, you know, they... Yeah, it's an I opportunity, mean, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, it's surprising, isn't it? I mean, you think they, they completely banned ZTE for a while and then they did a deal with it with about ZTE, uh, who still produced some quite nice phones. Now they're doing it with Huawei, much to my, my disappointment, because I really quite like Huawei stuff. Um, but it could easily be Oppo tomorrow or Xiaomi or whatever. You'd think that L- LG and Samsung would be getting out there into the market and saying, look, you know, I, mean, I suppose it's, to be fair, Samsung probably are, but LG certainly aren't. They seem to be sort of sitting back and waiting for the market to come to them, and I, I'm just not convinced that'll happen. Yeah. I think it's a very interesting set of design decisions on that V60, and you're right. If if they, if they it's cheap, then that's fine, but... Um, I suppose from a consumer point of view, the good thing about LGs was that you'd get absolutely incredible specs that would eventually be cheap. Uh, yeah. And of course, LG probably aren't making a huge amount of money on that business model. Uh, and maybe they've sort of realized that and they've thought, well, let's acknowledge that these are going to be cheap and let's put some slightly uh, less cutting edge specs in so that we, we're we not losing our lunch when it does go cheap. But obviously that is a, not, I'm not necessarily sure that that's a winning formula either, but no, there we go. No. Okay. Uh, I think that's about it for today, uh, Richard, unless there's anything else you need to uh, add in. Where did did an hour go is the answer? Just slightly over an hour. No, I'm I'm sitting here watching my my, uh, Android 10 update installing, so that's good news. Yeah, Um, you've got something to do today, which is good. Well, I've got to go and buy some paint this afternoon. (laughs) That's another story. (laughs) But uh, I suppose really I should get the fossil watch and take it downstairs and and sit there with such instructions there and see if I can... uh, 
get it to do something a bit more exciting, but uh, a bit disappointed on that one. So yeah, let's uh, let's call it a wrap. And um, when we talk next time, we we should have at least got a bit of experience of the uh, the S twenty in the market. And yeah, so how it's be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Cheers, Richard. Have Take a good care. one. Cheerio, everybody. Bye.